Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. Hey folks, welcome back to Police Pod Talk. Once again, we're up and running, and I've got a special guest with me today, Rihanna Lee. Rihanna, you can say hello to the people out there, the listeners. Hello, hi. <laughs> okay, Rihanna's here today, and uh, I know she's taken it's taken a lot of courage and guts to get her to come and talk about this, but she wants to talk about her daughter, her daughter Samaya, Samaya Barker. Samaya Barker uh, was 17 years old when she was involved in a hit-and-run accident uh, that took her life. Uh, Rihanna has been dealing with this since uh, 2001. She's a little frustrated about it, um, but there's more individuals who were involved in the accident also. So, uh, Rihanna, am I about on the right page there? There are more people in the uh, vehicle, right? Uh, Yes, sir. There's three other who were children, minor children at that time, mm-hmm. who are adults at this time now, yeah. Right, with her. right. And we have, this is an unsolved right. hit-and-run accident that caused someone to right. pass away. Okay. Um, I'm going to allow you to go ahead and tell the story from almost like a day or that day okay. uh, leading up to this incident, sure. and then uh, we'll go from there. And again, okay. thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah, rest easy there, okay. and uh, the show, sure. the floor is yours, as they say, okay? You go okay. right ahead. Um, so, Samaya, so she was still in school, um, and she was, she was working hard at school. She had a job at Subway that she was working almost full-time for, and then she would help me with my part-time job. Um, in between all of that, we were, we were together all the time. She's my last child at home. She's my youngest. So it was me and her for the most part, just all the time. She'd been working so much and she was supposed to go into work Saturday night. It was actually the night before Easter, Easter morning, Easter Sunday. And she, um, she wanted to go to a birthday party and for, she's 16 years old. Samaya's at this point and, um, she just turned 17 and I feel like in, in today's world, it's a little bit hard to find maybe a party for children in that age group that is a safe party to be at, especially in certain areas. Um, the information she gave me, I, I knew the home, I knew the parents. It felt safe. I felt like she was safe to be there. So I let her call off work to go to the party. She was excited. She, we were making videos before she left the house. We were taking pictures. I actually have the Polaroid I took of her right before she walked out the door. It's in my wallet now. And she was just ready to go. So I took her there, but it, it's, so, it's like looking back, once I got there and I dropped her off, I, I didn't feel right. And not about the party or not. I just didn't feel good. And I, I said, Samaya, will you, will you just come with me for a little ride before I drop you off? And she said, sure. And I actually drove around with her for almost an hour. And then we actually picked up Benny, who was her boyfriend at the time. He was also in the car accident as well. We picked him up, and I took them back to the party. And about an hour later, I called her again and said, um, can you just talk to me for a little bit? Like, can you, I, I just felt, something just felt different. And, but it didn't feel bad. It didn't feel like something bad was going to happen to her. It just felt different, and I felt like I needed more time with her. And that's, that's what's crazy. That's how special Samaya was. Like A 17-year-old girl 
at a birthday party with her friends, and now she's choosing to leave for the second time with her mom because her mom feels something, you know? Like, she was such a great, a great person. She was such a giver all the time, even when it impacted what she was doing or what she had going on. But um, anyways, and then throughout the night, I, I went ahead and dropped her off the second time with Benny, and throughout the night, she... Um, she would text me that they were having a good time and everything. And I feel like around 1230-ish, she told me that um, they were leaving. And she wasn't exactly sure which which route they were going, who they were dropping off first, or how they were going to go. But she was with Adesia, who was her cousin who was driving the car the night of the accident. I must have dozed off because the next thing I know, uh, I wake up to a county county sheriff at my home. But at this time, I lived in a different county. I, I was not in Allen County. Mm-hmm. Um, they sent a local officer from the county I was from to my home to tell me right. what had happened. But they did not have information. They told me, your daughter's gone. I said, like, what do you mean gone? What, what happened? Uh, we don't have the information. Your daughter's passed away. Who is she with? Where is she? What's... And then from there, everything just kind of... It, it turned into a like a muddy muddy crystal ball. I say there are some things about that moment and that night that I clearly, clearly, clearly remember, and there are other things that are just kind of a blur. Um, I remember waiting until morning came, and the officer staying at my house until daylight had came to call the coroner's office because I didn't believe him. I didn't believe that my daughter was gone. I in my and all my years of watching like crime TV, especially like First Forty Eight, several officers come to the house. They sit you down. They explain that you know this and this and what we're gonna do about it. That's that's not how it happened. That's not how it happened in real life. And I didn't believe him. I didn't believe that this was happening. I started calling the other children that I knew she was with. They were not answering their phones, and I'm calling their parents. But at this point. They had not been, not all of the, the parents had been notified. Like, they weren't, so nobody really knew at this point what was gone. So then I'm still waiting for somebody to call me back and tell me what hospital, where I can go find her, you know, what's going on, because I don't believe that she's really gone at this point. And um, the police stayed until the coroner's office opened, and we were able to call, and they confirmed to me that she was um, gone. I got to back you up to where Sorry. the officer was standing at your door talking to you. He came into your house and he, he told you what, did he tell you any details of what happened? He, he didn't had, tell you a location? He did not have, no, he didn't have details. He said, oh, she, he said that she was in Fort Wayne. It was, uh, she was in Fort Wayne. Did he say she was involved in a vehicle accident? I don't recall that he did. Um, he just said, uh, your daughter, is, he just said, your daughter's gone. He came and said, and I, I, it, I just, I thought it wasn't real. It didn't make mm-hmm. sense. He had no information. He was a single cop from the county we were, like, in my head that it didn't, it didn't seem real. And that, that's why I said I, he stayed until we were able to contact the coroner for them to tell me that, yes, this is real and she is gone. Um, she was in a car accident. Okay. So he couldn't give you anything. He just gave you that right. little bit of information and stayed there with you, which, which is a good thing. Sure, yeah. And, and all you could do is call around and... Try to figure it out on your own. Right. So when the coroner finally told you this, you still had not seen her, hadn't gone to where she may have been? No. So what happened after that? The coroner called you, and then what happened? So, so I contacted. They said, yes, you know, it was my daughter. And that was that was it. I was never offered to see my daughter. I was not. Two days later, I am at the um, 
funeral home, and we are there waiting for my daughter's body to arrive so we know if we have an open or closed casket. We had no idea what condition her body was in. I was never offered to see her to make sure that it was her. her. I asked them how she was identified. They said she had her ID in her pocket. Okay, and they and she was with other people. Well, the people she was with were out of their minds. Benny, Benny ended up in a coma. Benny was in, um, Benny had traumatic brain injury. He was in a coma. He was in the hospital for months. He was in Fort Wayne. He was in Indianapolis Children's Hospital. Um, everyone was knocked out when the accident happened, except for um, Adesia was the first person to come to the driver. Mm-hmm. She came to. She's told me that she looked around and thought everybody was gone. Benny had came from the back to the front floorboard. Her boyfriend was knocked out against the window. Benny was knocked out on the floorboard. She was knocked out. She had hit the window also. And Samaya, she said, was between a a pole. She said she looked like she was sleeping behind a pole, but she said she knew that she was gone. Mm -hmm. And um, then Day Day had to look around and try to find a way to, to get help. They never drove you to the location. Never. They never drove you to the hospital or the coroner's office. I was not contacted by Fort Wayne Police Department ever. I contacted them a week later. Right, because it happened in Fort Wayne, but you lived in another county. Yeah. And the county officer's at your door. Right. To make the announcement to you. Correct. Okay. So you get to the funeral home. Sure. And they bring her in. Um, yeah. From there, what happened? Um, they said that she was okay to have an open casket. Mm-hmm. I chose not not to, I, I don't remember being offered to look at her or to mm-hmm. have time with her, but I, I chose not to at any rate. It's the wildest thing to, when someone passes away, mm-hmm. you are taken into this room and shown a bunch of pamphlets and told um, which one suits you best, which color do you like, what, which one's the prettiest, which saying is, is the cutest to put on this piece of paper. But it, it's so fast. And then they want you, we need you to come up with a couple, couple sentences, a couple paragraphs to put every bit of this person's, every bit of their being into words and do it under this, under this um, stress and this, uh, this shock and do they, you're just expected to get everything together so fast, um, all the way down to what they're going to wear. So, so who was with you? The, my mother, my other, uh, I have, um, so Mike was the youngest of four older siblings. Okay. Um, at this time, two of them were local and one of them was out of state. They all, all right. came home right away. Um, and then my mother and my sister was with me through this. Okay, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the part, and I know there's going to be some <laughs> listeners okay. going. Wait a minute, you never got to see her. Never. You never got a chance to have that final goodbye. Correct. She just ended up at the funeral home, and then it was time for you to start doing paperwork. Correct. Wow. I'm going to say wow because, okay. To, to even, and and I, don't, I don't think people really know how much goes into planning a funeral. How It is a lot. It, not, not just financially a lot, which that's a lot of it too. Emotionally, it's so fast, and, and that's it is so fast, and you you don't have time to think about that. You have to come up with someone to speak on for you, on you for you. You have to come up with um, clothing. Clothing was an issue too because <laughs> Samaya was um, she was such a girl, but she was such a tomboy girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, she loved her lashes, her nails, her hair, but you're gonna find her 
and, and some sweats and some Nikes. Like that, that right. was her. And um, I decided, <laughs> I decided to put Samaya in a dress. The only dress that she owned, the only dress she ever wore, and it was it was a beautiful dress. And I ended up getting a call from the funeral home uh, the next morning, telling me that well, actually, it was that the night the night before her funeral, before her viewing her funeral, telling me this outfit isn't going to work because um, they could see her autopsy scars. Mm-hmm. So I remember I was driving home, and it was like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night, and her mm-hmm. funeral is the next morning, and I'm thinking. Mm-hmm well, what am I going to do? Like, what What now? And then I thought, she really wasn't trying to let me bury her in that dress, you know? <laughs> so I ran right. in the house, and and my brain went, okay, if she would have just called you and said, grab something, what do you what do you get in? Right. And that's what I did. I grabbed her favorite, her favorite sweats, her Ugg slippers, <laughs> her tank top, and right. her hoodie, because that was, um, that was her. That was, and that, yeah. that worked out better, you know, but... Right. Um, yeah, it was all a very fast, very quick um, okay. situation. I'm going to take you back again. Sure. Okay, you went to the the coroner's office, told you it was her. Yes. Uh, next thing you know, you ended up at the at the uh, funeral home. Where in the mix of all of this did you eventually talk to the Fort Wayne Police Department about the accident and they tell you what happened? Because did you even know what happened? No, yet? no. I, well, I knew what the other parents of the or the kids had picked up from their kids. You know, I was right. getting the information, um, little pieces of what had happened. Right. The, the the child whose parents owned the vehicle, they were able to get the most information. The truck that they were in. Correct. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm with you. Um, they were able to give, relay most of the information All right. back so to me. Where did you ever have a conversation with the police? The you know, I don't, I don't recall ever. I mean, I, 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 I truly don't recall how that went. I know that. Um, I know I made the call. I know I wasn't contacted by Fort Wayne Police Department ever. Okay, who did you call? What happened? Tell me that. Um, I started making calls to find out who was the detective of the homicide department, mm-hmm. um, and then I was told it's it's a separate division. Vehicle homicide is separate from homicide here in Fort Wayne. Okay. Um, so that she was under the um, division of um, vehicle homicide. Okay. Um, from there, I was in contact with a detective who basically just told us they've collected as much evidence as they could from the scene, that at that time there's nothing that they can tell us because it's an act of crime, right. and that DNA samples have been collected, but that to remember that it was COVID and to remember that everything was backlogged right now, that that was very um, important to remember that to be patient, wheels of justice take time, and, and that everything is really backlogged because of COVID. Okay, so this was, was she, April 4th, 2021. Yes, that's when she passed away. Okay. Which I feel uh, was like at the end scoop of, of COVID, kind mm-hmm. of. All right, so you were told just to be patient. Right. Okay, so we're talking about 2021. What has happened since then? Pretty much um, nothing more. <laughs> being, being if, if contacted at all, being told to continue to be patient. Okay, with that thought, i got to go back because okay. I know mm-hmm. someone's thinking what I'm thinking. Sure. Here. It was a vehicle accident, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. There was another car involved. Sure. Were the occupants of the other car there? They they left. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. We you were told that, that they – I'm sorry. They yeah. So it was a hit and run. Okay. Um, they, they, they were coming – they were southbound, and the children were northbound. Okay. 
as they were coming southbound, they made the left turn onto McKinney, which would be eastbound. Mm-hmm. They turned eastbound onto McKinney. They were in a small black vehicle, a small black car. The speeds they were traveling had to have been crazy because the kids were in um, a double cab, full-size F10 pickup truck, a farm truck, work truck. Mm-hmm. And it literally folded it around the pole right there at McKinney and Lafayette hmm. and Clinton. And their vehicle was disabled, obviously, and they, they left. I've been told that they came back and left again. They came back and took the plates off the car. There was paper tags. This was a newly purchased vehicle. Um, I've been told that. Um, I believe I've also read it somewhere that, that the tags were removed and some things out of the car were removed after the fact. Now, did someone, did a witness tell you that or how did you get word of that? You don't want to say. I prefer not to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that was told to you. Sure. Someone related. Sure. So did you ever find out from the police department that there were tags or no tags on the vehicle? So I, I've questioned them um, how, because I thought that that should be something very simple to be able to track down. They left their vehicle there. I, that I'm aware of, that I've checked into and looked into, there are no reports of um, any stolen vehicles for that entire weekend. So at this point, I'm thinking if it wasn't stolen, it's registered. And um, they have said that they are not able to, they've said that they are not able to find any information, that the vehicle is not actually registered. That's what we've been told. I I beg to differ. I believe that every vehicle is registered everywhere, especially a newly purchased vehicle. That seems, that seems unrealistic to me Mm -hmm. that, that they're, that they have told me that there is no, they can't find any connection to the vehicle. So, I'm, I'm moving a little bit sure. forward here. So I know it's complicated. I'm no, sorry. I'm kind no, of bouncing I, I, around. The only reason I'm asking you questions sure. is because I want to make sure we clarify sure. everything, and, and a listener is going to send sure. me a, a ton of emails. <laughs> right. hey. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Okay. So, we have the funeral. Sure. All right. Uh, was the boyfriend or any other participants in the car able to uh, attend? The, um, the so, Benjamin was not. He was still, at that point, um, in the hospital. Okay. I, I don't think he'd been moved to Riley's at that point, but he was um, He was still in the hospital. Okay. Benny's, Benny has traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. Benny has no recollection of the accident. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't recall anything that happened that night. Right. Um, Adesia and Cam were both able to be at her funeral. Okay. How are they doing? Do you know? Mentally and physically, do you know anything? Rough. Rough, yeah. Rough. I mean, and that's the understatement of rough. Mm-hmm. It's, um, they're at the highlight of their life. These are teenagers getting ready to start their mm-hmm. future. They're, right. they're forever. And um, I feel like they've been impacted greatly. They're socially different now. They are emotionally different now. They are, um, I feel like, forever traumatized I don't feel like they are heard. I don't know that they feel this way, but I feel this way. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I try very hard to make sure that no one forgets them. Right. Because I understand that Samaya is the one that lost her life, and it's so tragic, but that's, that is it for Samaya's life. And Samaya had a good life. These children's li- they're not children, they're adults now, but to me, all right. children are children if they've ever been my children. Right. Um, I, they have the rest of their lives, and they have to be here. Well, who are we talking about? You're saying that. Oh, I was Adeja. Um, so Adeja, which is Samaya's cousin, she was the driver of the vehicle that night. What's Adeja's full name? Adeja Smith. I'm okay. sorry. That's okay. Um, Camden Painter. Okay. And Benjamin Jimenez. Okay, and Benjamin was the boyfriend. Yes. Okay. Of Samaya. 
you know, I just don't want people to forget that they were there too. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, I hope that if you go out of your way to ask someone if they're okay and they say they're okay, if you know that they're not, mm-hmm. try to do something else for that person. And I don't mean like pester them, get them to talk to you, but you have to do something more than believe that someone is okay when they say that that's you know that they're okay right i'm gonna i'm gonna i gotta get you right yeah. back into it and, yeah. and i appreciate that yeah, I'm, sorry. I, I'm hoping someone listening yeah. appreciates that too that you said that 2021 mm-hmm. we're in 2024 right there were two vehicles involved in an accident sure we know the owners of the one mm-hmm. we still don't know anything about the people who left and possibly Correct. came back and removed things from the car Correct. We, we know nothing nothing Nothing. They're telling us um, that there were no cameras working anywhere in the area. Okay. Which, considering the area, possibility. But I, I, I don't. I don't believe that. There are cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Everywhere you go, there are cameras. You are on cameras more time a day than you probably have any clue that you are. Right. So I just find it hard to believe that there is not a single camera out there that saw something, mm-hmm. that saw someone. I can't believe there's not a single witness out there that saw this accident. I know it was an odd time of the morning, but it was an unreasonably odd time in the morning. It was like 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday, you know, Easter morning was the next day. Someone had this car. And what I know is when you get a new ride, you're showing off. You're offering to take people to the gas station, the grocery store, <laughs> pick up your mama for church, I'll pick up your granddad. You know, when yeah. you get a new ride, you, you want to show it off. Right, right. So I believe... That someone was proud to have bought this car. Someone was... What kind of car are we talking about? The car that was left at the scene. Right. Um, it was a small black four-door sedan. Um, I don't have the actual information right. for that right now. Okay. Um, it was left at the scene. Mm-hmm. And, and I just feel like somebody was talking about that vehicle. Somebody had been talking about that vehicle, about getting the vehicle, about having the vehicle, about going out and doing things in that vehicle. Easter morning, something changed. Mm-hmm. There was no vehicle. If anybody, if that jogs a memory for somebody, you know, that one of your friends or, or one of your friend's parents or somebody got a new car and then they magically didn't have the car anymore, even if they told you there was an accident or somebody stole it or something, if that, if that triggers a thought for you that you know somebody that had a car on Easter morning or that was supposed to have a car and they didn't, or if you saw somebody show up for Easter dinner that maybe seemed like they wasn't, feeling right or maybe had some bruises or so I, I believe there's a good possibility these people were harmed it was a tiny car that smashed into a giant truck like mm-hmm. there had to, the airbags had deployed I believe someone was some type of injured so I, I feel like there's someone out there that that maybe saw something or heard something or know something that they don't realize that that's right. what it connects back to right right uh, that that's a great point yeah yeah so again we're in 2024. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm waiting to hear yeah. you say, hey, because you said something about uh, some DNA. So sure. what happened to this DNA? Um, that we don't know. We, um, When I would continue to make calls, continue to make calls, emails, we, were, we are continually told we have no new information. Mm-hmm. This is an active investigation. Right. Please be patient. If we find out anything, we'll right. let you know. Right. I mean, it's almost word for word. At any time, if at all, an email comes, that's what we get. Okay. Um, we make phone calls, and when I get through, it's the same thing. Right. Um, we were told that, the, of course, the DNA was 
being processed. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a tough time. COVID's just over. Everything's backlogged. Everything's right. backed up. We continue over time to ask for it um, and get no answers, no answers. I go through phases of not not being able to work much on Samaya's case mm-hmm. um, because the, uh, the, the mental toll it takes on me, I can't perform my regular functions mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. it, it, when I start absorbing myself in this. I have it, it's, it's like living two different lives. I have a mm-hmm. life that is what you have to do to maintain to stay alive. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I have the life that is trying to get some type of justice oh, yeah. for Samaya and the other children and the families of everyone involved in the accident. Right. About a, I want to say about a month ago was the last interaction we've actually had um, conversation-wise with anyone. Right. That detective had led us to believe that 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 there may not be DNA. I, t- I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I don't. I don't know how to say that. He. How do I say that? Right. You know now, is this what I mean? the original detective that was on the case from the very yes. beginning? Yes, okay. which we're kind of interested in, in how that works also because this detective is actually no longer a detective in that department. He was promoted to a whole different department. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that, we were kind of excited about that, hoping that meant somebody else would get her case, um, that we felt maybe able to find some new information or some new clues or something. But... Um, we were told that that was not the case, that this, this detective is still the lead detective on her case. Well, now sometimes that could be a good thing. If this guy wants to stay on it because either he's close to something and he just hasn't, doesn't want to tell you, that could be a good thing now. Could be, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. So I, I think the big question for me, I mean, we've had an accident. We've had a loss. Um, they're investigating it. They're telling you they're looking into it. All the times we happen to see on the news where DNA finally came through. Sure. I mean, they just recently That's what had it one. Comes down to. Yeah, down in Indianapolis, it was almost like a fifty-year-old right. crime, and right. and it finally came through just the other day. Sure. You don't want to wait fifty years, though. I don't feel like I should have to. No. <laughs> not not. You know, I've watched. Every season, every episode, every every crime show that you can imagine, and right mm-hmm. now that's that's popping. It's everywhere, you know. Right. Podcast, crime cast, it's it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It always, always, always comes down to the DNA. Right. There was not enough. There wasn't the correct DNA, or there absolutely was. That's what every single episode comes down to, and that's why we feel like this is so bizarre. The vehicle was left there, and not only with fingerprints everywhere, all over the place, their actual physical blood DNA was in that vehicle. How can you, how can you tell us you still don't have an answer three years later? You don't have an idea. You don't have a suspect. The, um, the suspect that was on Crime Stoppers, their family contacted me to let me know that they are no longer a suspect of Crime Stoppers to please stop circulating that photo. So I contacted the lead detective on the case, and he said they are correct. Okay, is there a new suspect at this point? No. Okay, why was he excluded? Um, I cannot share that information with you. Okay, why was it never taken down? Why was it off Crime Stoppers? Why? I don't have any more information for you. We'll let you know when we have movement in the case. Mm-hmm. And that was the call. And again, I've, I've got to lean to her saying, okay, I believe if he's telling you that, mm-hmm. then there's something they have and they can't give you. Probably. Sure. I mean, I, mean I, I hope. They're, they're waiting to connect. Right. I they're hope. just waiting to connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. This is a long wait for you. This is painful yes. for you, isn't it? It is. 
it is it, it's created such a hysteria you can't imagine mm-hmm. to um the mental changes are so insane from the anxiety attacks, the panic attacks, but just the generalization, just just general thoughts that that um it's such a separate it's such a change. Everything is different. Mm-hmm. Everything is different. And an answer isn't going to um, you know, change the fact of Samaya being here or there. But I hope it provides some type of safety feeling because what I know is that 90% of the time, I would even venture to say it's higher than that, that people do something and get away with it, they do it again. Because by the time somebody ever gets caught actually doing something, it's not their first time. It's rarely their first time somebody gets caught. Somebody gets caught stealing, oh, it's my first. No, it's not. You've done this many times before. This just happens to be the time you get caught, you know? In my head, I believe that these people are capable to do whatever they want. They got away with homicide. You think these people are scared to do anything else? To steal from you? To rob you? To I don't know, because I don't know these people. Maybe they go to church every Sunday, and they just pray and this never shows up for them. You know, maybe they... But, but in my opinion, people that do things that are not that are not lawful kind things, they continue to do them, or they do them repeatedly, they do them again. So I feel like everybody, um, I worry. Mm-hmm. I worry. I don't know who I'm looking at. I don't know who I'm looking at. I don't want to do ride share, because what if I get in my driver is the same person that hurt my child? I don't want to go pick up an order from inside a store, because what if the cashier handing me my order is the same person that hurt my, ch- my child? It changes, it changes everything. I find myself putting together eulogies for people I love because I might have to do that, and I might have to do it in a hurry, and I don't want to have to do that in a hurry ever again because I might miss something. These are not normal things that people should think about, you know, panic and anxiety that feels like a monster. I was at the store yesterday, and I walked around the corner, and it felt like somebody grabbed me and just, like, violently squeezed me and shook me, and I'm in the store with no thought. I went to the store, you know, and I had to leave. I had to leave the store because I just couldn't swing it. And I feel like it's not its not fair that someone or someones were able to change the entire trajectory of my future, of all the children that were in that car's future, and be able to continue with their day-to-day. I don't feel like that's fair. Mm-hmm. And I know that life ain't fair. I learned that a long, long time ago. Right. And, and I'm not one of those people that look for this. That's not right. That's not fair. But there has to be some kind of peace for for us. There right. has to be. And I feel like an answer is the only way that we're going to feel like. I feel like it's going to be the only, some type of justice is going to be the only thing that helps any of us mm-hmm. heal. Because right now it's just like a wide open wound. Like, I feel like. It's being bandaged over, but it's not being treated, and so that that doesn't that doesn't make a difference in the long run, you know. I know you're connected with Java. Mm-hmm. Besides Java, who have you spoken with? Who have you counseled with? As far as um, dealing with this, I mean, because you're with telling this. me that. so. Yeah, yeah so um, I have I I have I've have and have had a handful of counselors. Mm-hmm. I've had psychiatrists. I have um, reached out to groups that I have been able to come across that even if I don't think it will help, I am, I am at the point that I am willing to do anything to try to feel some type of relief, mm-hmm. some type of connection, some 
some type of, of anything. And so, um, like I said, I went through many counselors, um, therapists, um, groups. Um, I go to church meetings. I go um, to the Java, the things that Java sponsors. I try to reach out as much as I can, but it's um, it's a weird a weird child loss is not. Not not widely talked about, mm-hmm. and even when it is, the majority of the time it has to do with infant loss, which is so incredibly important as well. But there isn't a lot of support or that I've been able to find for parents who have loss of children um, who may be older. Right, and she was seventeen at yeah. the time, right? Mm-hmm. You're still waiting for an answer. I'm st- I'm still waiting, but I'm I'm not just waiting. I'm looking mm-hmm. because I'm I'm never going to just wait. Right. I am still her mother. Mm-hmm. I am always going to be her mother. Right. And you and I talked before mm-hmm. that there's some things you can't really tell me, but there's Correct. some things you have been doing as an investigator Correct. on your own. Sure. And you've been uncovering a lot of stuff. Yes. And have you actually had a chance to really share that with the detective? Um, I have. Okay. Um when when I um, was first able to collect some information that we thought would be helpful, we have passed this information along. There was quite a bit of information that we were able to pass along that we thought was very important, mm-hmm. very imperative. Um, people that needed to be heard what they had to say about the situation that happened. Right. Um, we have we have been in contact with these people again, who have con- confirmed to us that they have not been contacted by the police department at this point. Hmm. That kind of bothers us because we this has been well over, um, we're pushing two years that we've had this information that we don't feel has been looked into and we're not quite sure why. But um, I, I still encourage anyone that has information or even a thought of some information to contact, um, to contact the Fort Wayne Police Department or if they don't feel comfortable to do that, Java has a great, great web page. It's just java.org, I believe. Um, there is a little man on their page who has um, a spyglass in him. If you click him, you can submit information through Java, which is, it's kind of makes it anonymous to the Fort Wayne Police Department. But the information, 100%, gets processed onto the Fort Wayne Police Department. Right. This is a fight you're going to keep, you're going to stay in, isn't it? Every day. Every day. All day. I promote, um, I tell Samaya's story everywhere I can go. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a webpage at Samaya's World on Facebook. She has um, hashtag Samaya's World on TikTok. We, I promote Samaya and her page everywhere. And I will continue to. And when the time comes that we finally, finally, hopefully, finally, someday get justice. Um, and then I'll continue from there to share the story of just what a great, beautiful person she was. Because Samaya, Samaya was... She was amazing. She was, um, she was truly, truly an amazing, amazing person. She was such a giver, and she was, um, she was such a giving person, and a loving person, and a kind person, and and a hopeful person, and a resourceful person, and a, a bright person, an intelligent person. She was a wonderful person, mm-hmm. and, and I believe her funeral showed that. There were, um, we had to open the doors an hour and a half early because the line outside was already so long for the community that we were in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no parking space left. There were, there were children there in car seats, absolute infants, and there were people there that had to come in with walkers and get help assisted inside. The age range of Samaya's love was endless, just like she was. People, everyone loved her. She was so great. She was so kind. 
and to everyone. It was a celebration. We played music, we had balloons, we did all the things that Samai would love, and we went roller skating. And that's how we continue to celebrate her birthday. We roller skate um, at Bell Skating Rink, New Haven. That's the place to be um, March 3rd. (laughs) Yeah, I will keep keep going. I will go every day, and I will go for, not just for Samaya, but for everyone. Mm -hmm. Because I know... I know the answer is there. I just don't know what we're missing to get that. It's like putting together a puzzle, and I'm staring at this puzzle that has one piece, but this one piece from my puzzle could be anywhere in Fort Wayne. And I feel like I'm asking every single person, you know, I'll stand in line all day long to ask, who who has that piece? Somebody right. has that piece. Right, yeah. That's going to finish and complete the puzzle to where we can get a win maybe, you know. Right. April 4th, 2021. Yes, sir. At the corner of Lafayette and where Lafayette and Clinton, McKinney. Lafayette yeah. and Clinton split right at McKinney. Correct. About what time? One o'clock in the morning. Yeah, about one thirty in the morning. Right. There was a violent accident mm-hmm. that took the life of Samaya. I think about the sound. You know yeah. what that sound was like—a metal to metal into a metal pole into the building. The metal wrapping around the metal pole beside that building. Nobody heard anything. Nobody came outside to check. It. There's an apartment above that building. Mm-hmm. Nobody heard anything. Nobody saw anything. There's a gas station there. There is, um, I believe it's an auto zone there. Cameras, both businesses, none of them working. Homes everywhere around there. Nobody had a ring camera. Nobody had a door cam. I just feel like there's something. Was anybody driving by that saw anything? Maybe you were on your way home and you did see it and you said, hey, the cops wasn't even there yet, but I saw somebody running this direct. Like, just Anything at all that anyone could possibly remember that didn't check out or didn't seem to check out or caused caused you to think twice about something that was different on Easter morning, please share that information, even if it's something you think is absolutely nothing, please. But it was enough to make you pause, and it's enough been enough to make you think twice about it. Please reach out. And if you don't feel comfortable reaching out to the police department, you're more than welcome to reach me on Facebook. All my information is on Facebook as well. well what is that information? Uh, <laughs> it's um, Rihanna Lee. Um, just, it's just my name, my straight name on Facebook. Um, but it's easier to do um, hashtag Samaya's World. It's S-A-M-A-Y-A-H-S-W-O-R-L-D. Mm-hmm. Samaya's World. Yeah, Samaya's World. Okay. Are we missing anything? We're not. I feel like I should have more information to give you, but that, that is the information. The information is that there isn't enough information. Right, right. Um, that's, that's the information. The information okay. is whatever it is, we're missing a piece of it. And, and I am, from the bottom of my heart, begging someone to feel moved to help us. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I can say. That's all I can. I just feel right. like um, I scream at brick walls all day for help, but one of these days... I hope the vibrations are enough to crumble some of that wall mm-hmm. to make the breakthrough possible, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, Rihanna Lee, I do appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you having me more than you know. Anything to keep the ball rolling. Right. And I hope, we pray, we don't hope, right. we pray that this strikes a nerve in somebody, that they say, hey, I did know this, or I did right. know that, and it's time for me to step up and right. do the right thing. That's what we really want, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, folks. We really always appreciate you listening to Police Pod Talk. And if you're the one out there, that one individual who happens to have the information that's needed, we ask that you step forward 
and do the right thing. Rihanna Lee, thank you very much again for being here. Thank you again. All right, folks, we'll catch you again next week on Police Pod Talk. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Junior or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.